Welcome to the 34th edition of the Wolves Women podcast. I'm your host, Nick. I'm joined tonight by Jess. Hello, everyone. Matt. Hello. And Tom. Hi, everyone. It's been a, a good couple of cup games since we last recorded, so we'll dive straight in to the FA Cup game away at Shrewsbury. Um, I'll just quickly run through the starting lineup. Um, Beck, obviously, in goal with Anna Morphy, Emma Cross, Rhea Ellsmore, Tammy George, Maz Gauntlet, Jade Cross, Helen Demody, Amber Hughes, Summer Holmes, and Beth Merrick. Um, I mean, Matt, just quickly kicking off on this, that is a very strong lineup considering we're playing a, a tier five team, uh, wouldn't you say? Oh, it's extremely strong, yeah. Uh, I think we've it, cup competitions in the in the last couple of years, you know, we've we've noticed Macca tends to go quite strong. He takes the cups very seriously. Uh, I, th- I thought it was really interesting because we we got there. Well, I was going to say to the stadium, we got there to the pitch and um, you, you couldn't see the Wolves team. We actually saw them as we were approaching um, the ground and they were, they were warming up on the five-a-side pitch. And it, it was as if they were keeping it all a nice little secret. Um, they announced the team, I think, two minutes before kickoff as well. And the next thing you know, uh, our first team regulars all popped out. I mean, Jess, that must have been a bit of a, a psychological um, strike there by by Maka and the team there, just to to keep it under wraps and then and then sort of bring out the first starting eleven. Oh, definitely, especially for Shrewsbury. I mean, we talked about it on the previous podcast that we were expecting a few more changes than what we perhaps saw, but I think the whole hiding the team till minutes before kickoff it definitely seemed like they were trying to keep it undercover until they kicked off. And obviously, when you see so many of our first team players starting. It must have been a bit daunting for Shrewsbury when they didn't really perhaps know much before that they would have been facing so many of our first team players. Yeah, and I think um, we started very strong, didn't we, Tom? I mean, Beth got onto the score straight almost sort of very quickly, um, and we're five-one up by half time. Yeah, five goals in that first half. Gone. It's interesting. It was five different scores as well. Um, you know, so it's goals weren't just coming from the forwards, it was it was for all from all over the areas of the pitch. Um, so that's great to see as well. And you know, it, it's good for confidence for other players to chip in the goals as well. Yeah, I mean it was a strong finish in the end. I mean, as you said there, Tom, five different goal scorers in the first half. I mean, in total it was Beth, Amber got a hat trick, H, Morph with two, and Maz Gauntlet to round it all off. I mean, I think Matt, that was it was a definite sort of turn up, do the business. But Maka wasn't happy with the poor performance, was he? Uh, no, he wasn't happy. I think they, they pride themselves, don't they, on defensive discipline first and foremost. And uh, but we did actually let Shrews Green um, several times, really. I think that, that they actually could have gone one 0 up before we scored. Um, so I think he was disappointed in that regard, especially being the first team. And I, I wonder whether he was. He wasn't too happy, um, I think, in, in previous weeks um, with the style of play that we've been going with. You know, we've not been as dominant or being quite clear with our direction of play at times. So I think he was hoping playing the first team here against the team two leagues below would have shown that. And I suppose to a certain extent he did. You know, we scored eight goals. Um, but to concede two goals, to concede a few chances, I thought we were a bit sloppy in midfield. I think players like Summer who... The week before was very dominant in the league. Uh, she was giving the ball away quite a little bit. Um, so I don't think they were too 
too happy in that regard. And the scoreline masks it a little bit, doesn't it? Because we were playing weaker opposition. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, um, I mean, just quickly touching on those goals, the second one in particular from former Wolves player, it was, had to be, didn't it? Leanne Rimmer did score against her old club, Jess. It, it was a it was a bit of a peach of a goal, wasn't it? There's not a lot that they could have done, but perhaps closed down a bit quicker. But Yeah, I think, you know, we spoke about her before and the, th- the threat that she brings. And obviously I wasn't at the game, but from everything I saw on social media and all I heard, it seemed to be a decent goal and you know she she put a nice thing out on social media afterwards wishing Wolves all the best so yeah it seems like it's nice for her to get on the score sheet and from what I heard it was a very good goal yeah uh Tom Shrews with social media after the, I mean we picked up on this earlier um but after the game they sort of made a big thing about um their first goal uh, uh, and they were focusing on the wrong player personally um what are your thoughts on that 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 TikTok yeah I agree um it was a great goal um, from the Shrewsbury player. Um, although I think you know we could have closed it, closed the play down a lot sooner. Um, but it was still a great shot, and for Shrewsbury to focus on Beck Thomas rather than their player, and it was a, the comments in the comment section what got me. You know, with the or with Mickey taking a Beck, it just wasn't right. So I think Shrewsbury need to you know just keep in their lane, focus on their own players. Yeah, definitely. Matt, you touched on it very at the very start of this about the um, where the game was being played. I mean, the attendance was capped at two hundred and fifty and sold out within hours, but the main stadium was st- stood empty. Um, and I did hear on the grapevine that, um, that that actually Wolves were using the facilities inside the main stadium as well. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? That the the choice of venue by Shrewsbury. Yeah, and I, I think going going to the point I said at the start, I mean, I was more saying it in jest that um, Wolves were keeping everything a little secret. I think I think they were genuinely warming up on the five-a-side pitch because it was probably closer to the to the changing rooms. Actually, um, it was it was a long, long way away, and we actually only came out about two minutes before kickoff, and then both teams didn't even go back in at half-time. That's how far away we were. You know, it was maybe think of that uh, Phil Brown. Hull City team talk on the pitch all those years ago. Quite weird actually seeing them do that at, at, at the level we play at now. Um, yeah, it's it, it's weird seeing the stadium. I think they're right behind you as well. I think some of I think the toilet facilities and everything that's what the fans were using for for the stadium as well. So it was quite strange. Otherwise, it, it looked a bit like uh, when we went to the Liverpool Feds away game, um, being a, a normal community pitch in, in a big cage. But the only thing I'll say on it is that. We we can't be too hypocritical, you know. We're playing games ourselves at Compton now, while we've got a an empty Molyneux with no no men's games during the World Cup. So we've got to be careful how much we criticise other teams for for not utilising the stadium if we're not going to. No, that's a fair point, Matt. Fair point. Um, I suppose well where Wolves would come back on this is that, um, and it's not for me to defend the club, but Shrewsbury had a bit more notice than Wolves have got for these games and to arrange. Um, stewarding etc and Shrewsbury st- yeah Shrewsbury still doing games whereas Wolves were stood down a lot of their stewards etc over the the pit, over the winter period because they'll all be on um, sort of zero hour contracts I presume so it's a uh, ramping everything back up again but yeah no fair fair point there um, talking about Compton um, should we move on to the next game um, the County Cup game uh, against Chelmsley Colts um, 
run through the the team's lineup and then we'll sort of touch on venue etc um so Shan Turner in goal Laura Cooper Anna Price Rhea Ellsmore Amy Dickon KJ uh, Ali Miller Grace Gregory Beth Merrick Maz Taho and Hannah Sparks um obviously majority of the team that played against uh, Shrewsbury uh, didn't you know weren't uh, was dropped for this game um but it was played at Compton after a switch from the Chelmsley Colts venue um due to waterlogged pitch uh, at Chelmsley Colts after the weather on at the weekend um Matt just quickly pick up on carry on the our conversation about stadiums etc um no fans were allowed into Compton due to the short notice um views uh there's quite a few things I'll, I'll... I'll moan about, you know, I've just had a little moan there about uh, about not utilising Molyneux potentially for that, but I, I won't personally criticise them on this. So, you know, it was an away game at such short notice, they they flipped it round. Whether the real genuine reason that they didn't want fans there is because they didn't want the publicity of watching um, a thrashing in this competition, I, I don't know. Having been to Compton um, for the Brighouse game a few weeks ago, I can't imagine much much staffing is required or I don't know what it is. You know, these days it could be risk assessments and all sorts of stuff, couldn't it? But uh, I, I couldn't really see a reason why you wouldn't have fans there. Uh, some personally, I think it's potentially that they didn't want too much publicity for this kind of game. Yeah, no, that's, fair, that's a possibly fair point. I mean, we know to address in the last pod whether we wondered whether Chelsea would, would uh, look to forfeit the game. And certainly when we saw it was being... Um, Flipped. We did wonder. Certainly, I wondered um, whether they were whether they were going to call it instead. Whether they've called it off instead. But I think credit to Chelmsley for turning up and playing the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it could have been much easier for them to say, you know what, our pitch is waterlogged. Don't really want to play anyway. But I think you know credit to them. They turned up and obviously we didn't see the game. But at the end of the day, they they probably went in there knowing that they were probably going to be on the end of a few goals, and it probably wasn't going to be the best of games for them. And I think, you know, obviously playing against Wolves is obviously great, but when you know that you're setting yourself up and you're probably not going to get much of the ball and you probably are going to get thrashed, it's not a nice feeling, but, you know, credit to them for, for coming. And obviously it must have been great for them to play at such fantastic facilities in the end. And I'm sure that was a positive for them that the game was reversed. Yeah, no, certainly talking about those facilities, Tom, um, the weather was absolutely atrocious up in the West Midlands on, on Sunday. Um, and at half time. The, the game was switched to being inside the dome. I mean, I think that's a quiz question in its own right with which game has had three venues all on the for the same day. But I think that has been one of the benefits of having the game at, at Compton was they could play it in the dome, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, you know, Wolves are lucky enough to have them kind of facilities as well because, you know, many other clubs in our league don't have that kind of facilities available to them. So it's great as well that the women have got opportunities the same as the men. Um, play the second half in the dome, so it's great to see you. And I suppose that Tom, it, that does it make sure we don't get fixture congestion because if the game had been pulled at half time, we would have ended up having to replay the fixture, wouldn't we? So that would have just been more chaos on our fixture calendar. Yeah, obviously, you know, obviously, you know, with a scoreline at half time, anyway, I don't think either team would have wanted to see in the game, you know, postponed. It's, it's not worth it. So. You know, it was great that we could just move it into to the dome and, and, and avoid any more fixtures in what is already a busy schedule, what we've got coming up. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think certainly sort of the, the message that I, what I was getting out of sort of pe- talking to people is that 
part of the reason why they, there was no comms as well was because of the the switch and venues sort of late on, uh, which is a shame um, because it would have been uh, given more coverage. But I think, uh, as you said, uh, sort of Matt, there whether the the, the the having the the battering of uh, Chelmsley was would have been good for for the uh, game as a whole is a is another question which we'll touch on in a bit later. But let's look at some of the other positives. Um, first of all, rejig team. Um, we, we touched on there. Uh, debuts for Grace Gregory and Hannah Sparks in the starting 11. Um, both got 50, uh, 45 minutes. And Phoebe Hill and Amy Hare came off the bench as well from the subs, from the reserves. Amy Hare getting a debut. I, mean, I think that's just that's a, a real good testament to our reserves team, isn't it, that were promoted for those four players? Oh, absolutely. And I think we've seen, we've spoken about this a couple of times now, the amount of reserves that have been moving up and just getting get getting experience in match day squad. So no, it's great to see so many of them involved. And I, I think it was potentially a bit more expected to see a few reserves when they didn't have a game. And it's you know it's great to see that they a few of them got debuts and Phoebe played again. And obviously it's credit to them and all their hard work and not only them but the hard work that all of the reserves and behind the scenes are putting in because it's great to see that we've we're producing such talent now. You know, they're not they're not the first. We've seen Leonie Joyce already, Sky Owen made a debut recently. So it's great to see that the younger players are not only of a good enough standard to play, but the fact that they're being given opportunities at the top because, you know, what that can do for their confidence will be fantastic, you know, to play with the first team when they're 16, 17 must be amazing. Yeah, Matt, and it must give, I, I'm, I'm taking the question, this question away from Jess because it's a slightly biased question if I ask Jess this, but it must be, uh, must be really inspirational for, for girls sort of looking up who want to play football, seeing girls their own age or slightly older than playing for the Wolves first team. Yeah, I think I think it's great. Uh you've you've got a Wolves team now that's got such a pull that we've seen players dropping down from the championship to come and join us. And it would be very easy just to go with a very experienced squad. We need depth. And at times last season, you know, we we didn't always have that depth in a, in a couple of positions. And we maybe got caught out in midfield in particular um as we came into the running. So we want as many of these players that we need to sync up with the reserves, with the younger age groups to develop that same quality who we feel are confident um, to step up. And I know you'll, you'll talk about uh, Grace Gregory later on. And that's that's one example that we've seen just in the last week alone. No, definitely. And Tom, I suppose the other sort of really big news in terms of players um, coming onto the pitch was Destiny Toussaint made, made a return from injury. It, Playing for the whole of the second half and getting four goals, which I mean, doesn't matter which team you what team you're playing against, score four goals in the half is some achievement. Yeah, it is, especially after coming back from injury, which kept her out for about six weeks. So, you know, to have Destiny back and and to in the first game back to get four goals, that's going to do her confidence a world of good. And you know, we've got some crucial games coming up. We've got you know, we've got the League Cup, we've got the FA Cup. And then, you know, in the new year, we've got some big league games to come. So she can get her confidence back up. It'll, it'll set us good for, for the second half of the season, for sure. Yeah, we'll just quickly run through the goal scores because um, there's a couple of those I want to also just touch on. Um, Amy Dickon got two goals. Rhea Ellsmore got a goal. Grace got a goal. Beth got four goals. Perks got three goals. Come back to that in a second. Maz Tahoe also got a hat-trick. Tammy got a goal. And as we said, Destiny got four goals. So here you go, Jess. Here's your quiz question. How many hat-tricks has Perks got for Wolves? 
I have absolutely no idea. Um, two, three. I can't imagine it's too very many. Got you. Got to give us an answer. Definite answer. Three. Okay. Tom, Matt, you can chip in as well. I'm gonna go for, I guess. Four. Four is that four hat tricks for Matt? Perks, four. Yeah. Okay, Matt. I mean, she's she's played a long while, but. I don't know. I'm going to say it's her first one. I don't know. Jess is actually right. It is her third hat trick. But I will give a bonus prize to Matt saying it about it being her first one because it's her first one since the 2007-2008 season. So she, where she actually got both ha her previous two hat tricks. So here you go. Thanks to um, Wolves for this one because I did actually have to go into the club to get this information. So thanks, Jenny. Um, she got a hat-trick against Sheffield United in the league in the 2007-8 season where Wolves beat Sheffield United 15-0 and then the second hat-trick came against Wivy Moore in the County Cup which we won 20-0 um, so Anna Price has got a, a bit of history scoring hat-tricks in high-scoring games but yeah so congratulations Perks on your third hat-trick um, I mean Jess should we just quickly touch on Perks there I mean we've, we've seen how long she's been at this club but she does bleed old golden black, doesn't she? Oh, absolutely. And you can see that whether she's on the bench, whether she's cheering the team on when she's not playing, whether she's play whether she is in the team, you know, she she gives hundred and ten percent all the time and she's such a such a role model for people coming through. And, you know, I think she's been there for so long, you know, you've mentioned there. I don't think I was born when she made her debut for Wool. She's been there that long. And I think it's just she's a credit to the club and I think you know, the fact that she's able to come in now and still get minutes and still score hat-tricks, it's great. You know, obviously, she's one of the older players in the squad now, but the fact that it just shows how much how much of an importance she is to the team, it's great. And, you know, obviously, she's she's one of the, the nicest footballers I think I've ever met, and she's just such a credit to Wolves, in both on the pitch and off the pitch. Yeah, real ambassador, isn't she, Matt? Matt. Lost you there. Um, moving on just quickly then also, I'm also to pick out Beth Merrick, um, who's on seven goals for the season now. She's second Tom behind Amber in the goal scoring charts, um, which is, but that, I think that's just one of the, the key bit this it for me is she's got six more goals now this season than she did at this stage last season. I think she's, while she's highly critical of herself, I think she is, you know, she's smashing it again this season, isn't she? Yeah, she is, and her form's really picked up from that West Brom game. Um, you know, as she come on and she really changed that game, and from then, you know, she's she's really kicked on. And I know that she's critical with herself and she doesn't score, but you know, if, if you look to, to where she was last season to now, you can see the massive improvement, and the stats are showing it now. So, you know, she's going to be um, if this form continues, she's going to be have a massive part to play in the second half of the season. Double figures for for Beth next season this season. Do you reckon, Jess? Sorry, I uh, you broke up then. So I was saying, do you reckon Beth will uh, hit double figures this season? Yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I think you know she's she's improved so much from last season. She I think she lacked confidence almost in the first few games for us, but she's she's been superb. You know, she's come on, changed the game. She's she's absolutely superb. So I really wouldn't be surprised if she makes double figures. And I think. In her head, I'm sure that's probably one target that she wants to make. 
No, definitely. Um, and just quickly, some final shout-outs to Rhea Ellsmore, forget, uh, Maz Taho, we've got Hattrick, as I said, and Grace Gregory, who all scored the, on their, for their first goal, senior goals for Wolves, and obviously Grace got hers on her senior debut. Um, it, this now just brings us sort of slightly more fawny, um, more controversial topic of the County Cup itself. Um, before we sort of dive into sort of the, the whys and wherefores of what reform and sort of ideas, just a couple of quick stats for you guys. Um, in three games, or the three games that involve the tier three teams, so that's ourselves, them lot down the road, and Boldmere, by the half time, there were 28 goals scored by those three teams with no goals conceded. And by full time, there were over 50 goals scored in those three games to non conceded. And those three teams were playing teams in tier seven and eight. Um, and I think one thing that was pointed out by Light Town as well is that often when you see these big ga- gaps between teams, they op- and, and as we discussed early, earlier, they often result in games being forfeited. Um, Matt, I'd just like your views, please, on County Cup. I'm just going to leave it there for you to sort of come back. Uh-huh. Uh, I I think I've said in previous podcasts I'm I'm not a fan. I respect the history of it, the traditions with it. I can see why people would 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 value it, but we're talking about growing women's football. Uh, we see what the Lionesses did. You know, I watched that amazing WSL game on Saturday night. You know, when we're talking, that's only two leagues above us, and then the day later we're we're we're, we're playing. Tier eight team beat winning nineteen 0 and West Brom winning seventeen 0 and it's it's not good for the fans because you know I don't know about you guys I wasn't looking forward to that game uh, I was even tempted I, I I don't think I was going to go even though it was only half an hour down the road from me when it was originally an away game purely because I anticipated that twenty nil or so scoreline um, I can't imagine it's great for the players either the tier three or the tier eight. I know there's maybe some counter opinions on that, on those that play for those tier eight teams and um, and I'll, I'll fully respect those. But I, I think the whole thing's a farce, really. Um, and it, it, it just either needs scrapping or it needs complete reform. So just quickly, I'll just come in on that sort of the counterpoint because we, we did sort of, well, I, sort of the podcast retweeted your original point and sort of, and we're not the only people who've sort of raised comments and there's quite a few of the Stour Bridge sort of, Fans have also commented, as I said, and Lytown have commented as well. Um, but we had a comment from uh, Tara Fletcher, who played for Cuford Eagles, who was the team that lost to West Brom. Um, and so this is her perspective. So whilst the golfing class, it's good to watch and learn how they play and allow us to take it that into our own training and hopefully improve our own game from it. So it's I suppose it's that your self-development also, you know, almost you, you sort of, um, certainly, I I say as a coach to in, so in kids football and it's not trying to compare kids football and women's football, but that you don't lo- you don't lose, you learn. Um, I think that's that perspective mentality that obviously is being suggested there is that you what you take you accept you're not going to necessarily win, but what do you gain from it from that you know sort of working alongside these players and stepping your game up. Where do you go from that? But I think I mean personally, I I with you, Matt. I think there needs to be reform. Um, I think. One thing that was suggested by Hugh was um, our goalkeeper coach is uh, seeding. Um, Jess, what are your thoughts on sort of 
um, reform of the County Cup? I think it definitely needs to be done. It's a joke that, you know, we can be playing teams and scoring over 15 goals, you know, it's it's just ridiculous and it becomes demoralising for for teams that are, that are on the, the losing end of it and, it, you know, there becomes a point where players aren't really learning much and it just becomes mentally draining for them, you know, goal after goal and it's not fair on them and it's not, can't imagine Wolves exactly enjoy playing them knowing that they're going to go in and beat teams by over 10 goals. I think I think there's there can be lots of different suggestions and I think there's flaws in all of them, but I think reforming it, letting reserve team little centre reserve teams instead, I think, you know, for them, they that'd do them the world of good playing against senior teams, you know. I think it would it would reduce potentially the golfing class between the higher tier senior teams and the lower tier teams. I think it gives reserve team girls the chance to play against stronger and more physical opponents but I think something must need something needs to be done you know obviously it's not it's not the tier three team's fault you know they have to play the fixtures and they're in the cup for the reason and it's not their fault that they're they're able to beat teams that that much but it's not fair on anyone really and they need to look at it and really completely restructure the whole thing because it can't just keep going on like this season after season it's the same three or four teams that get to the semi-finals and then it's pretty much the same team that end up in the final anyway so yeah the whole thing needs re-looking at because it is ridiculous yeah i'll just pick up a point you made there about the letting the reserves teams enter as i understand it and happy for birmingham fa to come out and correct me on this but birmingham fa do not allow reserves teams to be entered into the birmingham fa county county cup either as standalone teams or instead of the first teams um I know when you look at other county FA Cups, they do. Um, it does obviously create more competition. Um, I think I saw, you know, we certainly I know Huddersfield have played, Huddersfield Town have played Huddersfield Town Reserves. Um, it gives, you know, it does you know, more teams in there. Um, just another counterpoint, because I'm key, just eager just to put sort of some of the other different points is, you know, it does give a day out in the sun for some lower league teams that, you know, playing Wolves, you know, we're a big we're a big name, we're a big club, obviously, in the region, and it gives them that sort of opportunity um, that, you know, might cause an upset. And I suppose the suggestion raised by Mason Thompson here is that it's not that dissimilar from a WSL outfit playing uh, a Tier 3 team in the FA Cup, Tom. I mean, what you what would you say to that suggestion? Honestly, I mean, FA Cup's a different competition. You know, there's more... Um, prize money up for teams, there's more incentive for teams to do well in it. Um, whereas, you know, your county cup, you know, if you, if we were to play WSL team tomorrow, I don't think we'll, we'd, we'll concede 19 goals to them. It, it, I don't think it would happen. Whereas, you know, this is a regular occurrence in the, in the county cup where teams are beating teams, heavy score lines, and it's, it's just stupid score lines. I mean, I don't see what the opposition are getting from it, you know, to be beaten 19-0 when you enter the competition it's it's not right you know it needs reforming the FA Cup as I say is a total different competition and I, I really don't think that we would concede that many but you know the, the Birmingham County Cup needs reforming it needs something needs to happen Um, you know there's, I think it should be similar to the Papa John's Trophy in the men's where you know tier 3 teams or tier 3 and tier 4 teams can only enter reserves but then 
you know, if you look at our reserves, our reserves have got a lot of quality in there and no disrespect to the opponents that we play into. I it could still easily be double figures then. Um so you know, it's it does need reforming. Um I don't personally think it needs scrapping, but it does need a whole overhaul of the competition and the the FA needs to to look at it and and re revamp it revamp it. I really do think that. Andres. Just another point on the whole WSL team compared to tier three teams. I think if we look at that, you know, whilst our funding isn't as much as WSL teams get, if you were to compare the funding we get compared to tier eight teams, there is a massive difference. And I think, you know, Wolves are blessed in the fact they can train at the same facilities and as good as facilities that WSL teams train at, if not better, you know. And I think if you were to look at the golfing class between the behind the scenes thing compared to tier three to tier eight, is it's completely, it's two worlds apart. And I think, you know, while the money we get in tier three probably is nowhere near the same that WSL teams get, you know, the the provision wolves have is is not too dissimilar. And, you know, if you were to look at tier tier seven and eight teams, it's just it's just miles apart. And I think it's completely incomparable in the fact that they're just nowhere near the quality in the and you know, no disrespect disrespect to them because it's not necessarily clubs fault. It's the fact that they're tier eight and they're not going to receive funding. You know, if there's funding problems at our level, then there's no there's no chance that they're going to get very decent amounts of money. So I think it's the whole WSL tier three. I think it is a bit it is a bit different compared to tier three to tier eight personally. Go on, Matt. Yeah, I think on this whole day out in the sun point, I I, I understand uh, understood what his point was. Uh, and obviously, if somebody turned around to us now and said, actually, Wolves, you probably will lose 10-0 to Man City in the fourth round of the FA Cup. So we're going to deprive you of that chance. I get where he's coming from. I just think it's a little misunderstood in the sense that we have to, if we get to the fourth round and we did play Man City, as we would have last year if we'd, if we'd beat Forrester and then, and then Stoke, uh, we, we've earned that right in the same way that we beat Shrewsbury 8-2 and Shrewsbury earned that glamour tie against us by winning two or three qualifying games to get to that first round. So, But in the County Cup, you, you guarantee those games right from the start. I know we seem to magically get a bye in the first round, um, but we are guaranteed right from the start of the competition to play at Chelmsley Colts. No doubt in the next round, it'll be probably another, more than likely another tier 6, tier 7, tier 18. Um and then into the next round after that and into the next round after that until right to the final stage of the competition. So it's, if you've earned it, and if, if we were playing Chelmsley Colts in the first round of the FA Cup because they've won four games to get there, then fantastic, fair play. You know, they've earned the right to, to play that game, but it, it doesn't help anyone, does it, to, to be guaranteed those games every single season. And to take priority over league games, I might add. Yeah, no. I think that's, I mean, the, the, if you were to do the comparison with the FA Cup, perhaps... Um, you could keep the tier three teams out of the cup until the fourth round, which therefore is sort of same as the FA Cup, where the WSL teams don't enter till the the fourth round, and therefore you will have um, had some yeah you know, sort of more evenly matched games earlier on. Um, I mean, just one thing I would say is it's not just the Birmingham County Cup. Our next opponents also won heavily in their County Cup as well. Um, I'm just conscious of time before the run up at this end of this first half. Um, there's lots of suggestions voting around, but I think the key message that I'd say to the Birmingham County FA is um, let's have the conversation. Let's let's look at how we make this a better cup competition for fans, players, teams, everyone involved in the the women's game. It's you know we this is constructive criticism rather than just sort of citing a 
um, please do come and talk to us. Um, the thing is as well, though, what I will say, with the FA Cup, it's more of an open competition. Mm. Whereas this, Benningham County Cup, you could now, I could now say which four are going to be in the last four. You can guarantee it. It's going to be Wolves, West Brom, Stalbridge and Palmyra. It's the same every single year. So with the FA Cup, you, there's always a chance of it, other people winning it. You already know who's going to be in the final of this competition. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? So... And that's an interesting point because I was literally just about to come on and say who the, were the the sixteen teams in this cup in the the next round of the cup, which obviously hasn't been drawn yet. Um, Tom's named the first four: Wolves, them lot, Boldmere, Starbridge. Um, in addition, there's Crusaders, Knoll, Lye, Leamington, Alverchurch, Dalston, Solihull Sporting, Burton, Sutton Coldfield, Cove City, Cowden Court, and Leafield. Um, Matt, quick out of that lot. I mean, obviously, we assume that we're, you know, we're assuming that the gods keep us some West Brom apart again. Um, the gods, otherwise known as Birmingham County FA. Um, who do you want in the next round? Uh, you know what? I'm getting a special mention to Noel because they actually did give us uh, a good game last season, didn't they? So, so fair play to them. Um, yeah, let's let's go, Noel. Let, let's let's see if they give us another game. Noel again for for Matt. Why not? Tom, obviously your your favourites tips and rounds. Um, anyone you prefer there? Uh, I don't know, but at home and not away, so we don't have to play on that surface. And you mean we've got lights as well when it gets dark? Yeah. <laughs> Jess, um, I'll go with Leafield. I think it's a bit of a more of a closer competition between us two, and I think it's be nice to see. They've got a few good players there, so it'd be decent to see us play them. Yeah, I mean, I think we'll almost certainly be kept away from Leafield as well as the 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 other the other top other three of the top four. Um, I'm going to go for Cov City at, at Cov City just to see whether we uh, Coventry actually managed to find out whether you know find they've got a women's team and put it in the. Uh, Coventry Building Society Arena or not? Wait, is that the actual Cov City? That is the actual Cov City. What tier are they in? Tier six. I believe. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. I think, I think the same tier as no, I think, but yeah, there you go. Well, that brings us to the end of the first part of the, uh, the pod and we'll obviously look forward to the next couple of games in the second half, but uh, see you after the break. Welcome back to this edition of the Wolves Women Podcast, and we'll dive straight into looking ahead to the next couple of games. Um, first up on Sunday is Northampton in the FA Cup. Um, that's going to be at the New Bucks Head. Um, something we've sort of touched on in the early part of the pod about not playing games at Molyneux, etc. We're at the New Bucks Head for this one. Um, Tom, we beat sort of um, Wolves beat Northampton sort of at Compton pre-season and away again in the League Cup early this season. It's been a bit of a. We've played them twice already. That we're becoming familiar with them. Yeah, we are, and um, you know, I think it'll be another hat trick of will be hat trick of wins. Um, I can't see, you know, Wolves Wolves losing this game. Um, it's just another opportunity as well um, for Maka to to make some changes. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully we can see destiny. Um, get some more minutes in that game. Maybe she can start if she's fit enough. Um, you know, so it's another chance for him to rest 
um, some of the big guns um, with, you know, some bigger games in the second half of the season. So we've a moment to go. Yeah, Matt, I, I was wondering whether we'd say Destiny gets sort of 60 minutes. Obviously, she had a good, strong 45 minutes on Sunday, get 60 minutes in today, ready and raring to go for the League Cup game sort of later on in the, the season. Yeah, I'd like that. And, you know, as, as a fan as well, I'd, I'd like to to see her in action again. You know, it's it's been a long time mm-hmm. uh, since, since the middle of September. So, you know, she's she's our secret weapon. You know, she's, she tears teams apart down that right flank. So, and, um, I think we've better creativity on the left, destiny on the right. We, we're on to a winner, aren't we? Uh, I, I think on the on the Northampton point as well, it, it, it's obviously an expected win. We beat them heavily in pre-season and in the League Cup. But I, I think the difference here to the Chelmsley one is that it's not beyond the realms of possibility. You know, stranger things have happened and it's the magic of the FA Cup in that we do have to be on it. Um, and I think for that reason, I, I think Macca will, will go strong. You know, he went very strong against Shrewsbury, who are in the league below Northampton. So I think he'll go full strength, personally. Yeah. I mean, I was going to I was going to pick up on that, actually, because just because Northampton, since we played them, have won, have played six games, won five and drawn one of those games, um, including their 13-0 win in the County Cup on Sunday. Um, so they're obviously sort of hit a bit of form having lost to us earlier. So you're going to be a slightly different team, perhaps. Yeah, definitely. You know, spirits. Spirits will be high with them. Obviously, 13-0 win is obviously very convincing and something I'm sure they're very, very proud of. You know, their their position in the table, I don't think, reflects their recent form. And I think, yeah, I agree with what Matt said. I do believe we probably will go quite strong. You know, Macca likes to take it up seriously. And I think it will be much more of a a test, perhaps, compared to what we saw on um on Sunday. But no, I would like I agree with um what you guys have said with Destiny as well. But I think yeah, obviously they're obviously going to be happy. You know that form's fantastic, and thirteen a win. You don't really get much better than that. And um, so, yeah, I'm sure they'll be they'll be pleased and excited to face us again. Well, yeah, I mean, I know the Cobblers pod, uh, the Cobblers podcast have reached out and asked us to sort of join them on a on a podcast uh, record as well. So we'll do a preview for them. Um, the other thing I'll just going to uh, sort of note is that um, they. Jade Bell, who's their new score, new signing, uh, scored five goals on her debut on Sunday as well. So I think they they've got a sort of different sort of force. They've got some new players in there. Tom, who'll be eager to make carry on that that good impression. Yeah, especially as they've just joined the club as well. Um, you know that they will be eager to impress, eager to impress their new and their management. Um, and they'd want to cement their place in in their in their team and in the in the eleven. So. It'll be interesting to see, but you know, I still just think that you know we'll have too much quality for them, and I just can't see or a Northampton win. But you know, it's not going to be as easy as it was on Sunday. But I still think it'll be comfortable for Wolves. Yeah, and and Matt, the big question, the the, the burning question, Shan or Beck and goal? Uh, Shan. Yeah, I think it'll be Shan. Yeah, uh, I think she needs more minutes personally. Um, anyway, I'd, I'd, no disrespect again to Chelsea, but I, I, and we won't add the game, but I, I very much doubt she was tested at all. So she, I wouldn't really count that one too much. Um, so we, we we need a we need her in goal behind the sticks, um, especially if she was so reliable last year. Yeah. Any other sort of major sort of other changes you might see just from a sort of the 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 Shrewsbury game? I suppose that'll be the the you know, sort of talks about Destiny, talks about Shan. Anyone else? 
Yeah, I think Destiny and Shan will probably, I believe, will probably start. I think they probably deserve to start. I mean, I'm sure Grace will be in and around it. I'm sure she's obviously high on life at the moment, you know, obviously signing with the first team and getting a goal to her name. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's in and around it. Whether she starts or not is a question, but I'm sure I'm sure we'll see her come on at some point and get minutes because, you know, she seems to be a fantastic player that we've got hold of and we need to maximise the amount of chances she gets this season to make sure that she's in and around the squad as much as possible and getting minutes under her belt whenever she can. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And um, just quickly on substitutes, uh, it's just something just for everyone to bear in mind as well, listeners. Um, we're only like, unlike the, the league and the County Cup, we're only allowed three substitutes in this game at the minute. So I think it'll be the subs might well be targeted. So I think, which is why I think Destiny might well be one and then we'll see who else. Um, Tom, just quick one for you. Uh, it's something I've noticed the last couple of games. Rhea's come in for KJ into the defence. I mean, I don't know whether KJ's picked up an injury or a knock or anything like that, but because she's certainly form-wise, she didn't think she deserved to be dropped. Um, do you think KJ might come back in on this game? Yeah, I think she will. Um, I think, you know, Mac has just tried to give players a rest, obviously, because KJ has played near enough every game up until then. Um, so I think Mac has just tried to give give a few players a rest and, you know, and hopefully, you know, she'll, she'll come back, back in. But one other player I would like to see as well in is Ali Miller, because um, she had a fantastic game um, in the League Cup against them. I think it was her first game back, was it? And I think she, she scored two goals. So I'd like to see her start as well and, and have minutes in this game as well. Yeah, she ripped them apart, didn't she, Tom? Um, go on, Tom. Let's have your score prediction. Oh, I've just got your mouthful there. <laughs> go for it. You... Um, I'm gonna go six one. Six one to Wolves. Is that? Yes, to Wolves. <laughs> just checking. Just checking. Go on, Jess. Four nil. Four nil to Wolves. Wolves. Matt. Uh, Nineteen nil. 19 nil. You're no, I'm only messing. Um, six, six nil. Six nil. As long as you say 19 nil on the Cobblers podcast, uh, that's fine. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a repeat of the uh, the comps, the, the game at Northampton and go for five nil. Um, but we'll wait and see. Um, moving on to the sort of a week's uh, sort of a week or so's time. We have got Durham Sestria visiting us down at Compton. Uh, another game sort of at Compton, but this time there will be fans allowed. I think, if I remember rightly from the article that sort of came out from the club, they're actually increasing the number of tickets allowed to sort of push it up to sort of 250 rather than or 200, I think it was, rather than the 150 that had been previously sort of uh, tickets available. So that's that's positive. Um Matt, I know you've got a views on that Compton pitch, so go, go on, so quickly dive in and let's have your views on that pitch. Uh, yeah, I mean, you say it's positive, isn't it? And then you see in so many other teams. Look, I, I, I know I bang the ball in you, Jerome. I'm actually, I'm actually not a fan of playing so many games at the main stadiums because it, it, it can be soulless, can't it? When mm. there's not many in there, you know. Uh, it, it, I've, I've been to, we've been to King Power, obviously, where Leicester play all their WSL games now, or most of them, it's, it's soulless when they're not getting getting people there, but I do think sometimes when the opportunity is there, and Durham Sestry in the cup isn't necessarily the one, but I think when your main stadium isn't available in Telford, then you're looking at the alternatives. And if we're playing on that same pitch again, where we had a net in our face, um, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be too happy to be honest. It wasn't it wasn't great. 
Uh, we were just kind of, you couldn't even lean over the pole because you just had this net there and it, it wasn't what I expected personally. Now, Tom, you've been to games there before, haven't you? What I mean is, was that the normal pitch they put they play one, or is there a better one that might be more suited? That's not the normal pitch. This is the first time I've actually seen them play on that pitch. Um, the one that when I went previously, it was played where the under twenty threes and under eighteen used to play, um, which is the one over the far back, um, which is actually behind the pitch what we was playing on. Um, so it's the first time I've ever seen and play on that pitch but you know, it wasn't great um, I don't like the netting so I just hope that either they either take the netting down or, or move us on to the other pitch I found it interesting they, they said in the uh, in the article that they want to play more games at Compton I think I read that right mm. I'm, I'm guessing by that they're saying okay so that we're still playing some games within the heart of Wolverhampton but I think that there's not a problem with that um, but then I think they have to get it right don't they you know one, probably more than 200 fans, and two, certainly not a net in your face. You know, you want a more comfortable experience. You can't argue too much. You know, we're not paying £50 for a ticket. Um, and I think last time it was it was all going towards Wolves Foundation, which was obviously good. Um, but, you you know, we're, we're, we're genuine fans here that want to come and, and, and watch the team. And it, there's, there's some of us that go to more of the women's games than, than the men's games. And... Mm. You know, we travel an hour and a half from Coventry. You know, we didn't expect to have a net in our face. No, exactly. That's a fair point. I, I mean, I think so. My reading of that article was that, um, the with with us being at Telford, um, so no disrespect to Wolfonians, um, we're a better quality stadium. So there's more more of a balance needed about you know sort of protecting that pitch a bit more than we would have to have done previously. Um, so therefore rotating where some of the games are and picking and choosing. But I think you're right, Matt, as well, about when you know Durham Session wasn't going to be the big glamour tie that will bring people into Molyneux when it would have been a few hundred people. So is that the right game to play at at, um, at Molyneux? You know, I think if it had been a bigger team, bit of, you know, sort of in the League Cup, we might have um, might have got um, some uh, more fans there for it. So it's a no name. Go on, Matt. Yeah, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Um, I did have a thing if we get to the third round of the FA Cup and, I don't know, hypothetically got Blues at home, what would we do there? Still the World Cup break. Ooh, now that would be interesting. I, I, personally, though, I, I actually want Cove United away, just on that one, just changing this, you know, sort of diverting away from the, this game. But yeah, anyway, right. Uh, we'll come to that when, if, not when, if we get to the third round of the Cup, we won't be too presumptuous. Um just quickly there, uh, Tom, Durham are currently top of the Division 1 North on 20 points and one point clear of their um, money bags neighbours in Newcastle um, after nine games. So, I mean, I think that they're no pushovers, are they? No, it's not. they're not going to be a pushover. Um, obviously, you know, they're, they're currently top of their league um, and building up momentum. And they're going to come into this game and, and going to want to, want to give us a good game and you know, they're going to want to progress as well. So, you know, we've got to make sure that, you know, we come in with the right attitude and, you know, we, we, we try, we get, we get the wicked win. Um, but I don't, again, I don't think Macca would allow them um, to come in with the wrong attitude and think, oh, we're just going to, it's only Durham Siesta, we're just going to beat them. We're not, you know, and I think Macca drills it into them. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll give them a good game and, and they'll give us a good game and it'll be a, a, a good game to play. 
Yeah, I mean, Jess, their I mean, their their record so far in this competition is they've played three, won three, having beaten Calcutta in the determining round, Newcastle on penalties uh, in the North East Derby, and then Mersey Rail in round one. So they, they've they've played a few games already this season in this, this competition. So they know what they're talking about in it, don't they? Yeah, and I think you know they've played a, a few tougher teams there in in Calcutta. They're obviously team we've come across quite a few times over the past few years, and you know they're not. They're not pushovers in the slightest, you know. They, I'm sure they gave it a good game, but from the scoreline, it seemed like they did. And you know, Newcastle have really pushed it hard this season in terms of promoting their women's team and really trying to to go for it. So the fact that they're beating them in the league and they they beat them in the cup, um, you know, it shows that Durham Sestria are a team that we maybe need to be a bit more aware of than we might potentially have thought. You know, they when we got got them drawn, we would have thought, well, they're probably not one of the stronger teams in the cup. But when you look at it, actually, you know, they've They've given um Kelsa a good game and they're sitting top of the league. So they're clearly they clearly know their stuff and they're clearly doing all right for themselves. So it'll be interesting to see how we go against them. But no, I think it will be probably closer and I'm sure Maka will will go into that game um with a very strong team. Yeah, Matt, I mean they're the sister club or the the B team or however you want to describe it, of Durham of the Championship. I mean, that's Durham of the Championship that recently beat Cov United, something like 5-1, wasn't it? So they're not, they're quite, they've got a good set. Yeah, up. it's 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 quite impressive, really, isn't it? You know, to, to have their sister club only two leagues below and as it stands, top of that league. And if they were to get promoted, only one league below. Uh, Durham normally, I know they're, they're struggling a little bit more this year in the Championship, you know, they're, they're normally up there flirting with potential promotion to the WSL themselves um, which personally I know it's not to do with Wolves I think it's great because I think the WSL probably want only names to be in that elite league don't they then it'd be quite interesting if a Durham or a London City Lionesses or somebody were to to, to get up there um, but uh, it, I think this kind of tie mirrors the Liverpool Feds one last year doesn't it mm. you know I think it was in the same round as well and when when you win games like that, just just as we do ourselves, it, it breeds confidence, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. uh, Durham will be thinking they can beat they can beat us, uh, no doubt about it. Just as Liverpool Feds did last season, uh, when they when they eventually knocked us out on penalties. So, it, I think it'll be a, a little tricky tie there. I mean, we we seem to have some close games when we play at Compton as well. I don't know if it's just because we're not as a team aren't familiar with playing at that venue with not as many fans too. Um, so it will be an interesting one. I think we'll win, but not. Not, not too convincingly. Yeah, um, I mean, Tom. It, it, I mean, certainly talking to people up in the northeast who I know who follow women's football up there, um, Durham themselves are known to be a physical side. So I wouldn't be surprised if these guys, if Durham Sestra, also a physical team. Um, I think, I think Summer will enjoy that battle, don't you? Yeah, you know, you usually see that the B teams or the sister teams that they usually follow the same style. Um, so you know, I, I expect them to be the same, very physical. Um, but you know, I as I say, I expect the strong team from Macca and, and Summer and Tammy in midfield, um, will help us out in that battle because I think you know, especially when you got come up against physical sides, it's usually the battle of the midfields. Um, so I think you know, Tammy and, and Summer will start, and I think you know, that they'll enjoy that battle. No, definitely. Uh, and certainly, I mean, we talk about their pedigree. They've got um, quite a few ex-Sunderland RTC players in their squad. 
Um, so I think they've got Jess. They've got obviously sort of Northeast is ripe full of talent at the, or has been for the last few years. So I think that's a good breeding ground, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. You know, Sunderland are quite a historic club in women's football, and they they produce some very very good footballers. So you know, the fact that their ex RTC players again, um, senior team minutes with um Durham Sestri, it's great to see. And you know, obviously, I'm sure RTC football can be very physical at times. So I'm sure that they'll have. A different way of playing, you know, RTC from a very young age, you're you're brought up in such a tight environment in terms of training facilities and training programs. So I'm sure that they'll offer us something different against us. You know, they're I'm sure they're very experienced in the coaching and the facility that they've been used to. It's um in the RTCs. Yeah, Matt, um, I've been um just quickly for you, I've been given a player to look out for. So here you go. So this is someone to look out for. Poppy Pritchard is their breakout star at the minute. Uh, 11 appearances and seven goals. I think, you know, she's going to be a real threat to our back line. Um, so we'll need them to be on their guards, won't we? She will, as long as we, uh, as long as we, we tell her that the game's actually at Telford instead of Compton. And then she, <laughs> she can't find a way there. Uh, no, yeah, it's, I imagine we do our homework um, a lot on, on the teams in our league. So there's going to be, you know, some of the threats that Durham will pose that we won't be as familiar with. Um, and I've got full faith in our defence to, to to keep some of these guys quiet. But you never know, do you? Just as I said about the Liverpool Feds game last season, you, you never know who can be a nice little surprise there. But uh, th- this is the beauty of the cup, isn't it? FA Cup, League Cup. These are two cups I do value, unlike the County Cup, um, because we do get, some closer competitive games and um, it's I think we said before we, we don't need really need it regionalised and I'd love for us to have the opportunity to play as many different teams and I'm quite glad we got Durham really because it's a bit different to normal Yeah 100% it's good to play somebody who we, we, we not only we don't normally play and we also haven't played as well. Also, it's not for recent, you know, sort of recent times. You know, it's not like we're playing Calster again or someone like that who we've, we're playing only a couple of seasons ago. This is a completely new team, and would have had a turnover of players as well since any time we have played them. So it's a it's a real fresh challenge. Um, and like like yourself, Matt, I would love to have it to be more nationalised by this stage. Um, score predictions then, Matt. Uh, I said it'd be tighter tighter than maybe the Northampton game um, but I, I'm still probably going to go 3-0 3-0 okay Jess um, 3-1 Wolves 3-1 Wolves Tom I agree with Jess 3-1 I'm 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 going to be stingy and say that uh, they're going to keep us tight at the back as well as that uh, as well so it's going to be 1-0 to Wolves as far as I'm as my prediction so um, yeah I think it's, it's going to be a tight game I, I'm with you Matt on that I think it could even be done in extra time rather than necessarily uh, the full 90 because I think it will be a real battle out there. But we'll wait and see. Um, looking sort of back at October, just sort of first and foremost, um, Ali Miller won the October Player of the Month convincingly, uh, over 60% of the vote. Matt, Ali Miller in October, absolutely outstanding, wasn't she? Yeah, outstanding. Um she, as, as Tom said, she came in right at the end of September in that Northampton game, hit the ground running there, scored that lovely goal, obviously, consolation goal against Burnley. Um, but the, the thing is with Ali, you know, she, I'm sure she'd be loving to start more games, uh, but she comes on as that impact sub, and we saw that against Derby. 
uh, where we really needed her. You know, we were we were struggling to get control at times in that game. Um, from what I listened to on the radio, one-one tight game, Derby having chances, and next thing you know, she she plucks two goals out there to to give us a nice, more convincing, comfortable win by the end of the game. So we need those kind of game-winning moments, and Ali seems to give us those more often than not. Um, I must say, I I I knew she was going to win that, so I did actually vote for somebody else just to see, just to give them a chance there. Um, but I, I I was confident Ali was going to win. Yeah, Tom, Jess, it, it, both of you tripping. Yeah, Ali is 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 one player. You know, we come to rely on sort of turning up and giving us match winning performances, hasn't she? gone, Jess. Yeah, I think she comes on and she makes such a difference, and I think she offers something a little bit different to. To perhaps some of the other players, and no disrespect to them, you know they're all good in their own right. But she's she's physical, and she she really once she gets hold of the ball, she dominates. Um, and I think you know she proved it when she came on against Burnley. Within minutes, she was she was in control really, and she was she made some beautiful runs, and you know she was rewarded with a goal. It wasn't wasn't really much when we were losing, but you know it was for her. To, you know she hadn't really been in around first team as much as I'm sure she'd have hoped. So to get a goal was fantastic and she's just cemented her name within the first team squad more and more as she's made more appearances throughout the season she's been phenomenal I haven't seen her I didn't see her play against Northampton but from what it sounds like she proved herself even more and you know the, the same Ali Miller we've seen over her time at Wolves she's she offers something different she's very physical and she'll battle very very hard and you know her work ethic is is fantastic so yeah very very deserved she's fantastic footballer and someone that definitely makes an impact whenever she comes on. And Tom, not just physical, but skillful as well. You know, we see that when she plays futsal for Birmingham, Wolverhampton futsal team as well, don't we? Sorry, you broke up. What did you say? Oh, so, uh, not just physical, uh, yeah, not just a physically strong player, but also a skillful player, which we see when she plays the futsal with uh, Birmingham, Wolverhampton futsal team. Yeah, um, without a doubt. And as Jeff said, she, she gives you something different. Um, and you know she she's very physical on the ball, um, you know, and as I say, you know she she missed half of a season, um, you know through futsal being with the futsal for the beginning of the season, so you know she come back in against Northampton, she done well, um, you know, got her two goals and she's really kicked on from there. For Burnley game when she come on, she impressed me, um, you know the way she, way she drove at, at their defence, so she she's going to bring something different and she always brings something different to the team and. You know, I think that she's no pushing to to break into our starting eleven, but you know, because of the way Hamber's playing and the way uh, Beth's playing, and um, obviously Jade, that they are keeping her out of the eleven. But she's a very good player, and she's some somebody great to have on your on your bench to who will change your game for you. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, congratulations, Ali, on your award for the October Player of the Month. Um. Moving on to the reserves, um, they beat Stoke last time out 2-1 uh, with Amy Hare getting both goals. Obviously, that was sort of the same time as we were um, playing Shrewsbury and then they've not got had a game since then. They've got one coming up on the 27th of November versus them not down the road, away from home. And then 4th of December versus Long Eaton in the Reserves League Cup. Um, I mean, that's normally, that's at home. So normally um, the reserves home games are at Compton. So I do wonder whether they'll do a, a double header, um, Matt, at, at sort of Compton where you could watch both games for the price of one. I mean, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? 
they I know they floated that idea around not uh, necessarily between the, the women and their reserves team, but they, they floated that idea around, didn't they? Um I think with the, the men's under twenty three teams. Mm. Um so it's it's an idea they've got in their head and it obviously logistically this could work a lot easier than those would. Um I don't know. See what the risk assessment says, see if they allow it to happen or not. Well, yes. Um, it, well, it would certainly be good to see. So if if, if you haven't thought of that yet, Macca and team, I wish I'm sure you have, um, please please do. Um, it'll be a good good opportunity. Um, moving on to the ins and outs, because we had a couple of change rounds. Um, first of all, Jess, uh, Lizzie Bennett-Steele has departed after four appearances for the club, one start and three subs. Um, what's your views on sort of Lizzie's departure, et cetera? Because I know you did a piece for sort of reviewing all the players for uh, Dazzling Dave? Yeah, I think I'm not surprised. I think, you know, coming in, having played pretty much every game for Stoke and a player who she was obviously very valued at the club and, you know, she came and spent most of the time on the bench, didn't really make any appearances. And I think, no disrespect to her, I don't think it was her qualities that were keeping her out. I think there was just the players in her positions were just performing week in, week out. And there was no there was no reason to change. The results were... were um, were proven to be good and you know their performances you can't drop them just because there's another player waiting if they're performing then you've got to keep them in the squad you know each game is difficult in the league so I think no disrespect to her but there wasn't really much time for her to ever really play however I do think in the games that we did see her come on and play she did seem quite promising I think the first game in pre-season against Ipswich just after she was announced I thought she seemed quite promising she made um she got a good few crosses into the box and um, obviously Ipswich were pretty dominant in that game towards the end anyway, but I think she seemed quite positive. So it is disappointing, but I completely understand why it's happened because, you know, if you're going to play for a team and, you know, it's a lot to train two or two days a week plus and then not get any minutes, it can be frustrating. So I do understand why, but I think it's a shame for the club because she was a very good player and I think it couldn't have been helped, you know, it couldn't have, it's not like we could have, changed it but I think it is what it is and you know best of best wishes to her because she seemed a very good player when she did play for us yeah no definitely um all the best Lizzie um and sort of wherever you end up hope you carry on playing football certainly don't want you to leave the game um next Grace Gregory we've touched on already Matt she's moved up from to the first team from the reserves um I don't know if you've seen much of her but I know sort of uh, it seems to be highly praised by like Tom Warren yeah yeah she's spoken about a lot isn't she um and I think it's it's the perfect replacement really in in a player to give us that depth I think uh Jess hit the nail on the head in I mean there's First of all, we we don't know the reasons for sure that Lizzie left. It could could have been non-football reasons for all we know. But we, you know, we presume we presume it was, and she was maybe expecting you know to be starting say a cup game against Shrewsbury two leagues below. They're probably the games if she can't fight her way into the team in league games, uh, she'd be expecting to start those ones. Um, so let's presume she left for those footballing reasons. Um, we've still got to maintain that depth in the squad. So to promote. The exceptional players from the reserves, I think, who may be. Don't be wrong, I'm sure Grace will be banging that drum. She's not going to be happy sitting on the bench, but I'm sure she'll also accept that she's got to fight her way into that starting 11 on a regular basis. Um, whereas Lizzie maybe would have thought that actually her place could be there immediately um, if, 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 she, if she could, could fight for that. Um, 
so I, I think it's great to have these players come through. I think you mentioned it earlier about an inspiration for local girls, for the current reserves, for the current younger girls within the Wolves setup, to know that these opportunities are there for them instead of just plugging the gap with experienced players. Um, especially because those experienced players do want to play every week and they can. Players like Lizzie are good enough to start for other clubs every week. But we're fortunate right now that we are one of the best teams, if not the best team based on last year um, in the league. So it's good that these players are coming through and, and hopefully she'll she'll take a chance and stay in the team. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and for those who sort of haven't had a chance to see Grace, she's sort of talking sort of to those who have seen a bit of more of her. She's different to what we have currently in the squad. She's, you know, she's very skillful. She's very happy to take other players on and beat them. And uh, I think from what sort of Twitter comments I've seen, she enjoy she enjoys doing that as well and saying goodbye to those players as well. So I think that's going to be really interesting and entertaining to see. Um, sort of her take up getting onto the pitch at some point, maybe in the um, probably starting. I would expect to see more of her in the county cup first of all, but uh, yeah, maybe in the in the league cups as well. Um, and the first sort of out, but it's not really a proper out. Tom, is it? It's uh, is Sky going out? Sky Owen going out on loan to Calsa. Um, obviously, we saw her make a Wolves debut against Loughborough, um, but she's gone on, out on loan to Calsa. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for Sky. Um, obviously, to get first team football, you know, we spoke about it before, but you know, the reserves need to get more action. Um, first team, um, why is rather than just playing in reserves? So it's good for her, um, to, to now get that first team opportunities, and hopefully, you know, she'll come back and we'll be hopefully pushing towards trying to get into our first team. Yeah, and she made the debut straight away in the in Calcer's FA Cup victory over Bolmer St Michael as well. So um, all the best, Sky, in your uh, loan for the rest of the season. Um, just sort of a couple of other bits and pieces. Um, we've had three players called up for the English English College Colleges FA squad for the season. That's Erin Griffiths, Phoebe Hill, and Amy Hare. So congratulations to all three of you for that. Um, Obviously, Naif and Maka are still going in their WWFC Prostate United Challenge, um, running 5K a day for the whole of November. Um, Marred, both of you, but well done. Keep going. I think um, you know, you're doing a really great job there. Um, I think that's sort of pretty much rounds up everything, unless I've missed anything, guys. Jess, anything, anything else? No. Brilliant. Matt, anything from yourself? No, I think you covered everything. Tom? No, I think everything's been covered. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Um, obviously, please do follow us on social media. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, email us at wallswomenpodcast.outlook.com. Um, obviously, five-star reviews, please. Tell us what you think of West Brom. We all do like a good giggle of that. Um, but with that, I'd like to uh, say goodbye um, from, one of, from all of us. Jess? Bye, everyone. Tom. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Matt. Thanks for listening. And thank you very much for listening. And up the wolves.